Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Hi, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. This is me shaking (laughs) my iced coffee into the microphone. And I shook my pen cup because it's afternoon in LA. And um, I'm Kimmy. And I'm Liza. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast and a dating project. project. Our new terminology, dating project. Sounds so serious. Once upon a time, this was an experiment, but alas, now we figured out it's probably better to call it a project so people don't feel like lab rats. Yeah, so it's not creepy. It's still creepy. It's not creepy. Whatever. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for all of your emails. There's been like a big spike in... New listeners joining the Secret Facebook group, um, most of you rate, subscribe, and reviewing. I mean, more of you can on iTunes if you want. Um, but we really appreciate all the love. It's helping us grow. It's helping make this whole transition to me being in LA, lies in New York, so much easier. And make you guys make it worth it. Honestly, so it'd be so easy to give up. Ooh, after 52 episodes, we have to talk about that. We do. It, today is our official one-year anniversary of having this podcast because we haven't missed a week. So 52 episodes equals one year. I can do math. <laughs> math is awesome. And we we really feel proud that we've held ourselves accountable each week. And we feel even prouder that you've all been willing to listen to us for the year or the half a year or the, the first episode today, um, especially because, yeah, I'm in the midst of oh, fucking speaking of math, accounting and organizational behavior, but like finals for summer quarter. And it's just quite rough. And uh, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to find the time. But um, I did. And Liza was flexible, and we're doing it. So it's going to be a fun little episode, and I'm just really happy we didn't fuck it up, like, at episode 52. I know. Here we are. Uh, And this is, yeah, like Kimmy said, this is going to be kind of like a quick, shorty episode. We're going to read some words first. We're going to play a special guest recording from date 13. It's a taxi cab Mm -hmm. confession of sorts, uh, reflecting back on his early date with his first date with Kimmy back in January. So we're going to do all that. But the most important thing is that we are announcing our first of a couple guest daters. Kimmy, you want to announce it? I should. Did I hype it up enough? I think you did. I think you did. So much hype. So much hype. So while we're we're trying to expand, so if you're new to the pod, I, I had a project of going on 51 first dates made it through 32, met someone cool at date 13, and now we're we're trying to doctor who it, pass it along, pass the torch, and we're going to do a couple new daters, but our first dater is my my brother, Kenny. Woo! He's agreed. Yeah, Kenny's going to start from one. He'll be checking in not every week, but every few weeks uh, as we still have guests on and recruit more daters. We're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. Uh, but yeah, really happy to have a, a male voice on the pod for a bit. And we're I so think excited. it'll be interesting. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people, as we were trying to figure out the next format, um, said that they found it, they would find it really interesting to hear from a man. Uh, and we've had Kenny on the podcast in the past and people have really, uh, loved him. He's a gem. Um, and I think like a very thoughtful, insightful human, similar to Kimmy, who it's going to be really interesting to hear uh, about his dating experience, yeah, from the perspective of like a man living in New York, I feel like it is weirdly the the yin to Kimmy's yang in terms of like similar experiences, similar life places. But he's a boy, 
Uh, if you want to have an early intro to Kimmy, it's like, oh my God, Kimmy. Kenny is his name. He's a different person. Uh, you can go back and listen to one of our episodes. Which episode was he on? Family. He was on episode 14. Family. I pulled it up. Research. Producing. <laughs> Planned Proud it. of you. Done it. Nailed it. So yeah, go listen to episode 14 if you want to hear a little bit from Kenny in advance. And we're going to have him on the podcast next week talking about date number one of his own for 51 first date experiment. So please join us for that. Yes, please do. We're so, so excited. So yeah, so join us next week. It's going to be very exciting to have a new dater. And uh, we'll continue to unveil our other couple new daters as weeks go on. Yeah. Tease, tease, tease. um, tease. Teasing is fun. And last week, you know, I teased that date 13 might, you know, record a little something. And he did because he's a gem. But he, like, was definitely nervous about it and was like, please be nice. And so let's play it. Um, We wanted him to record his taxicab confession, first impression. But uh, it was nine months or something. He said eight. He got it wrong um, after the date. But that's okay because – it's it's really sweet and yeah we'll play it for your for your ear ears um don't don't judge him too hard okay there he is hi Kimmy and Liza it's date number thirteen and man that should not roll off the tongue so easily but uh, Kimmy asked me if I would call in and share a little bit from my perspective on our first date on uh, our first time we met and my thoughts and feelings reactions and all of that. Good stuff. So uh, I thought I would, would try to attempt this as succinctly and the best as I could possibly can, remembering uh, all the little details because it's been eight months now since our first date, uh, which is a little crazy to think about. Um, but uh, here it goes. So I think the probably the best way to first start would be to uh, talk about pre-date and how we first met. So we first matched on the league. I looked today, was, uh, which is embarrassing, but was back in early December. So it took us almost a month, or I guess it did take us a month to finally chat back and forth uh, between travel schedules and the holidays to finally uh, meet up, which and I guess today's dating world is a modern miracle that we actually did uh, end up meeting. But uh, what I do remember from those conversations is just going back and forth, talking about uh, what we liked, bars, uh, things around the city, what we like to do, um, and trying to nail down a place to meet up. Uh, what did stick out is, uh, now looking back is funny, but Kimmy being adamant about meeting a neighborhood in Manhattan uh, called Chelsea, um, which at the time I thought was a little odd about uh, um especially since she was so uh she was looking to me for advice on places to go in the neighborhood uh since uh now I definitely know as a case of mistaken identity but then uh I just thought uh, it was just a slightly bit it's just a little bit odd since we both lived in Brooklyn and a little bit out of the way for us both to get there um but I was fine with it I was um, able to make it work uh we finally locked down a place after uh she shot down a few of my suggestions uh to meet up uh, I was just coming off a work trip, so I think I just got from the airport, dropped bags. Um, miracle that I made it even on that day since it's the middle of a uh, bomb cyclone and freezing, freezing cold weather. Uh, but yeah, we met at a bar called The Tipler over in Chelsea. 
and I it was so cold that I remember immediately ordering uh, bourbon on the rocks, which she did the exact same, which immediately uh, got her points in my book. But um, it was it was a great first meet. We had all the typical first date conversation of family, life, uh, job, all the typical first date stuff. Uh, we chatted for at least two more drinks uh, and then decided to make a move to a bar, dive bar across the street, which was a ton of fun. Uh, she made me play love it or hate it, which I'm sure Kimmy has explained, but we found out a lot about each other very quickly. From food to movies, actors, uh, music, uh, it was all pretty similar. I think she's made me play a few more times since then. I think the only thing that uh, we, we adamantly disagree on is my love uh, for Tom Cruise movies. But even then, uh, we, had a re- we had a really good time together. It was a ton of fun. An embarrassing moment for me. Uh, was as we were leaving, uh, I think she'd asked me uh, what I was planning or like which way I was going. And I think I said something to the effect uh, of like, I'm, I'm coming with you, which I think my uh, half or drunk cold brain meant like I, I was trying to say, uh, wanted to say I was uh, going to walk her to this, her subway. Uh, to go home, uh, but definitely afterward, made it definitely sounded like I wanted to go home uh, and go home with her, um, which I'm sure is, it's a, a great first date move, but uh, so yeah, definitely, you know, mold that over for the next, you know, couple days, uh, debating whether or not if it sounded like that, and just clarifying with Kimmy, it definitely did. But luckily, she was over. I guess able to overcome my uh, brain and uh, mouth not functioning properly, and saying dumb stuff. Uh, and we went on a few dates after that. Uh, it went really well. Um, I found out almost immediately after getting home uh, about the podcast. So uh, there's that's a whole nother story. But I basically knew a few days after we had met. I had I had found it online, um, so I had listened to a few, and so learned about, uh, you know, mistaken identity of her meeting. Try, thought she was going to meet up with a different guy the night we were s- supposed to meet. Uh, There's another, uh, I think, another date that she'd gone on. I think immediately beforehand, which essentially had the same profile uh as me so i thought you know after listen i listened to that one first and thought that uh, our date went horribly uh based on uh, kind of the feedback and what her thoughts and feelings were so almost almost didn't go try and set up a, a second date because uh i thought it would it uh did not go as well as i thought it had and it may be time to reevaluate how i view and think about dates, uh, post-date, how I uh, may be time to even uh, reconsider uh, career choices. It does not bode well uh, for the career path that I've chosen as it basically revolves around uh, being able to read other people. But luckily we did, um, and each date kept getting better and better and better. And uh, this experience has been incredibly memorable and fun, and I cannot wait to continue it with you. Sorry to get a little cheesy. And quickly before I wrap up, I wanted to say congratulations to the both of you on your 51st episode. Hopefully this wasn't too boring or too long and was kind of in the realm of what you guys wanted to hear. 
Uh, also, Kimmy, I cannot wait to see you uh, very, very soon out in LA. Okay, bye guys. Yay, so cute. I think that's I mean, adorable. He like went a little long, but it's okay. No, it's adorable. I'm, I'm, it's so funny to hear from his side the like ch- whole like mistaken identity thing. And it's like really funny to hear that he like researched and found the podcast. Like, I want to, I haven't talked to him about that. Like, I want to talk to him more about that in person and just be like, oh my God, did you hate it? Yeah. I feel like he, just acts like he didn't and it wasn't a big deal because he didn't even tell me when he found it. Like it, cause I hadn't told him it was like fourth or fifth date. Oops. I didn't follow the rule, but yeah. I mean, when I told him, he was like, I know. <laughs> oh yeah. I already mentioned this, but it's because you and I had like gotten really, it must've been like an episode with someone where we got really like shammed and I was like not feeling so hot the next day. I was like, wow, I still feel it or something like yeah. that two days later. And he was like, why? And I was like, all right, I gotta be honest. I have a podcast and we get drunk on it sometimes. That's so funny. I feel like I don't remember that. Or it like ran together. Because I feel like we talked – We had there was a lot of stories about like, um, you know, the, the reveals. So I feel like it kind of – that kind of ran into other reveal stories in my head. But yeah. it's really lost. But he's like – was such a trooper and is such a trooper. Yeah. I mean, find you a man or woman who is willing to let you have a podcast and still won't like peace out immediately. I don't know. But, but do you find someone who's like down with – the things that you do, right? Yeah, yeah okay. totally. We've I mean, obviously, like, you need uh, – people need to get on board with your life and the way you're living it. Obviously, not to say, like, you shouldn't change and compromise and grow and all that shit, whatever. But also, like, True. you know, people should be your whatever, cheerleader. I, nothing I'm saying makes any sense. It, like, I know it makes yeah. sense, just – uneloquent it does he's actually coming to visit tomorrow which oh is really so just right in time for finals which just totally sucks oh my but god when are you done with finals it was my fault uh after i have one tomorrow and one on the next day so he'll be here oh okay. he, he's been shunned from the house while i'm studying tomorrow and then friday yeah oh good yeah. so you, but you guys can have the weekend and like do some fun stuff. yeah he's nice. here for a little bit but then i'm also liza knows this but i took Oh, business school is full of nerdy things, um, like this skit that we have to do. And I took that on as well, and it's for Sunday. So I really screwed myself. So I'm, like, making this video for our group or, like, helping put it together. And dang, I just re- – I messed up too many things in one week. But it's okay. I'll be able to enjoy some of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, also just want to shout out to a listener, Julia, who sent in her wedding vows, and they kind of shouted out the pod. <laughs> Sort of. <laughs> yeah, it was really cute. I'm going to read – should I read the email from her? Yeah, totally. Okay. Uh, she writes, please see attached photo of my wedding vows, which I read yesterday in front of all our friends and family at our wedding. Selected quote, 100% inspired by Liza's repeated use on the, pause, on the pod. Also uh, – oh, no, we don't have to read that. Um, I'm just lolling at her Liza's repeated use on the pod. She didn't italicize that or anything, but I'm just like, oh, yes, I have said this a lot. But in her vows, she says, couples therapist, Esther Perel, says, quote, when you choose your partner, you choose your story. Well, yours is the story I want, and I can't wait to write the next chapter with you, which is so cute and so sweet. And I love that so much. And I'm so glad that uh, people are like, it's so it's so heartwarming to have this podcast have be a part of people's lives and a people a part of people's um relationships and the way they think about them that just makes me like unbelievably happy i know me too it's so 
like it makes again everything worth it the distance the logistics I mean I also love that Liz and I get to catch up every week um because we're in a long distance friendship <laughs> but yeah I, my, I mm, mm. any of you doing the dating projects out there too like last week when we broke them down maybe one day this will go on so long that you'll end up getting married and we'll be invited to your wedding oh my god I would so show up to like listener weddings if anyone wants to invite us <laughs> yeah I, Liz and I are very good wedding guests I invite been, us without plus ones, honestly. Yeah. We'll be each other's plus ones and we will light up. We'll have so way. much fun. We'll make a toast. I mean, if you want us to make a toast, not to invite ourselves, but we will fully make a toast. Uh, <laughs> Kimmy and I, I've been to more weddings with Kimmy than I have with anyone else, including Jeff. I think. Really? That stat's about to change probably in the fall because I'm going yeah. to four weddings in the next six weeks. <laughs> Uh, but you know, we, Kimmy and I have been to a lot of weddings together. So you have like cool friends. I love a fall wedding. Like that, that wedding season for you is starting now to ramp up. I kind of love that. But it's the first year. I didn't go to a single wedding this summer, which is the first time that's happened in like three or four years, but I have four fall weddings. It just was a weird skew. I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. I like fall. I mean, I've enjoy fall weddings. I love weddings. I didn't mind having my summer weekends to myself. Uh, yeah. It was just like a weird phenomenon. And then my my sister is having twin girls, which I'm so excited about. Yay. And it falls right in the middle of wedding season. So I'm just like, I'm just praying that they come not on one of the weekends. I'm going to be a plane distance away because I would be like, I mean, it's fine. I would just be back within a day. But I'm just like, ah, oh, please fall in that window. <laughs> yes. Well, keep our fingers crossed. Listeners, put your good juju out there. Babies falling in windows. For in my the, twin in, baby nieces. I'm so excited. Um, that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, cool. Shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we're going to read let's a couple of emails. Um, do you want to start with one? You I shall. Okay, so this is a worst first date that falls less into the just like, LOLOL. He puked on my lap range and more into the not so LOL, but like very real worst first dates. Um, Cool. So, hey, so love the pod. I listen every Tuesday and it is my favorite part of my work week. Sorry. Thank you. Thank you very much. I didn't mean to humble or not so humble brag about us, but it's just the beginning of the email. Okay. My friends even chat about it when we were together. Well, I'm still doing it. Anyways, I have a worst first date. Sorry, it wasn't our first date, although we were barely talking for six weeks. Okay. So we went on a few dates. It was great. On Friday, literally the last Friday, my three girlfriends and I hosted a football draft with our guy friends. Long story short, I got drunk and didn't text the guy that frequently. I woke up in the morning to some terribly rude texts. He called me a whore because I hung out with my guy friends and didn't invite him. He also called me a dumbass among even worse names, including the C word, which I hate. He told me he had slept with other girls, blah, 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 and a whole bunch of lies. I told him ahead of time that I had a lot of guy friends, but he was extremely jealous and showed it in anger and rude words. Uh, you know you didn't sleep with me because you're a whore? That's what he said. That's the situation. But I was wondering what type of advice there is to deal with jealous men when you've had a lot of guy friends. My first thought is don't. It will never work. But I wanted to know about anyone else's perspective. No, you don't want to know about anyone else's perspective because your first impulse is absolutely correct. Yep. (laughs) No other perspectives. As one who, like, couldn't deal with her feelings and have relationships and would send some, like, drunk texts, I'm not this bad, but I've been there. Like, this is all not good. It's not good even if he's, like, 
me and would just like slip up and not be able to say his feelings all the time and slip up and be like, nah, 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 when they got, je- he got jealous or angry the way I used to. But I just think like, this is like, first of all, the wor- the language, like the way it's clearly making you feel, You, I mean, you just don't want to be with someone who's going to call you these names, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just think that like any name calling is not okay. Like in any way, even like I, you know, even still, if like I get into a fight with Jeff and he he or I even say anything like you're being an asshole, like we both stop and are like, no, like don't like no names. Like it's just Mm -hmm. not ever okay. Like in any kind of adult situation to call anyone anything rude it's totally fine to be like I feel like you're disrespecting my feelings by not listening to me like you can say you can get angry you can yell like sometimes you need to but I just think name calling is like a sign of just really extreme immaturity and like a non-respect for the other person that is not cool but especially in this way like in a way where something small set off such a big reaction like it is good you learned about this early and at a point when you could just be like, KK, peace. Yeah. And like, even if he's not lying about sleeping with the other people, like, there's just a lot of shit you don't want to deal with on top of that. Yeah. This is like a um, red flag minefield. Yeah. And I would just say that, like, just to be devil's advocate, but not defend him at all. I think the thing is, and probably why, while you're, why you, listener, are looking for a second opinion, is that texting is so weird because, like, when you say that word asshole out loud, it's like a little rush of, like, gotcha in an, a really heated argument or something. And then it feels terrible right after, kind of like what you were talking about, Liza. But when you're texting it, it's like you don't have that feeling immediately when the word comes out of your mouth and then you're like, oh my God, that was like really harsh. So I think like, again, not defending him, but just thinking about like why some of this stuff might feel easier to be like, am I being too, I mean, he's, this guy's being out of control, but just with other things and name calling or like an angry text here or there, like, again, just like think about how it makes you feel. Um, Yeah. But also like just worth noting, like he didn't just call her an asshole. He called her a whore and a cunt. Yeah, that's true. That's text or yeah I I mean I'm totally all out on this person yeah I just mean like generally if someone else is or if the listeners even wondering why did I even check in like because we're just like yeah no bye um if it was someone who was less jealous because that's what the question is at the end like just if someone's just a little jealous of your guy friends like just keeping in mind like and let's say they're not calling you names but they're texting you in a jealous way I think like it's not a great sign it's it's usually a sign that, like, they're deeply insecure and thus, like, probably not ready for whatever you both are doing. Totally. And we talked about, like, the flip side of jealousy with um, Carl Lowenthal when she was on. Uh, like, how what, what it means when we feel jealous of somebody's ex or when we feel jealous of um, something about, you know, I don't know. When we feel when we feel it as ladies, mm-hmm. most of us. I know there's also dudes listening. Hey, dudes, we love you too. Um, Yay. But I think that if someone is seeming jealous in ways that are less like aggressive and less red flaggy than this guy, like just say, you know, you're dating a nice guy who you like and he's like, oh, well, it seems like you're just hanging out with this guy a lot. Like, is there anything there? Like, say he's asking a lot about your relationship, like showing potential jealousy in a way that is not like toxic and scary (laughs) 
I think that's a situation to be like, hey, just so you know, like I have a lot of male friends, but when I'm dating someone, I'm dating them because I – like I'm dating you because I like you. If I wanted to date them, I would date them. But they're just mm-hmm. my friends and I like you in a different way and like you're special because I'm dating you. They're my friends and that's it. And like – Hopefully by continuing to like reassure, like I think it's totally natural to feel jealous. I feel jealous sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like Me too. It's just a thing that happens. But I think that the thing you can do is like reassure that person that they are special and that, you know, um, those people are your friends and in your life because they're important to you, but you're not dating them because you don't want to date them. Yep. And if you're a one who's jealous of your boyfriend or girlfriend's male friends or female friends or whoever friends, I think a good thing to do is also just – like state it in a mature way too or ask about it in a mature way as much as that seems kind of intense. Like, because otherwise it comes out in weird ways later. Totally. Like just being like, hey, I know this is irrational, but I'm really worried. I always feel like, because, or like if you're like hanging out with exes, like this shit gets messy quickly. It's really easy to feel Totally. Jealous. And I think and, that you can say like, if you're in a situation where someone's feeling jealous of your friendships, you can even be like, oh, do you have like, you know, do you have feelings about the fact that I have so many male friends? Like, let's just talk about it. Like, I'm I'm an open book. And if you have any kind of, like, worries or feels about me hanging out with guys all the time, you know, like, let's talk about it. It's not – it's totally understandable. But, like, you have to, you know, voice them to me. And I think that can – like, opening that up to someone can really help put them at ease but also, like, diffuse the jealousy part of it because they realize that you can just communicate – Communication. Communication. <laughs> like, so here's the thing, listener. We're with you. I hope you're like, you've been able to exit this and not received too many awful texts. And just know, like, yeah, uh, like you you're identifying something that makes you feel badly. So that's great because now you'll identify it next time it happens too, or you'll just go for totally the opposite. And all these shitty experiences, even though this sucks, and I'm really sorry that happened to you because it's not cool, and I hate it, and I don't like this guy. He's a meanie, but. All of these experiences help you define what you do want and what you mm-hmm. are what you are okay with and how you want to be treated. There is, sorry, some sort of garbage truck situation happening outside. So if you hear thunder, it's not thunder. It's fucking hot and sunny here. It's garbage. Um, but I love it. Um, okay, right. shall we do another? Yeah. Let's do – I'm going to read a funny one because, you know, we'll bring it, bring yeah. it back up. Um, okay, so uh, – this comes also from a listener, obviously. Probably not necessary to say that. Um, hi, Liza and Kimmy. First off, I want to start by saying thank you so much for talking about everything that you do on the podcast. I started listening when I was going through a really rough patch, and you guys have helped me come through it. Oh, that's really nice. Thank you. That's really sweet. Yeah, wow. That's really, really nice. Um, anyway, enough of the mushy feeling stuff. Never enough of the mushy feeling stuff. That's me. And on to my worst first date story, although this technically happened over the first and only two dates. So I met this boy on Bumble who seemed super sweet and nice and down to earth. And as an added plus, he was six foot two. We talked for a while on the app and I decided to give him my number, which I never do, but we seemed to be clicking well. And I started to think that I could maybe see myself dating him. We were texting one day and I was bored and about to go for a walk. So I texted him to ask if he'd like to join me. He immediately responded yes. And we picked a place to meet. We ended up walking to get ice cream and it seemed to be going well. We were having great conversation and he even paid for my ice cream. So sweet. 
We sat and began to eat our ice cream and chat. After about 20 minutes, he asked me about my previous relationships, of which there is only one and it was in high school. So I told him there wasn't much to say on the subject. He then proceeded to tell me for 30 minutes about how every girl he'd ever dated had cheated on him. In hindsight, this should have been the first red flag. I played it off and just thought he wanted to be very open with me. We began to walk around after we finished our ice cream and it ended up back at his apartment. Long story short, we hooked up and I spent the night. In the morning, when we woke up, he asked me if I wanted to be his girlfriend. Caught off guard, I just kind of grunted, which which he seemed to think meant yes. I mean, yeah, that's – I don't know how what I would do in that situation. Um, he immediately went to text his mother while I gathered my clothes and left. Ah. Now, you may be wondering what uh, – when he texted me the next day to ask if I wanted to go to a movie in the park, why I said yes. I'm still wondering why I said yes myself. <laughs> we went to the movie and actually had a wonderful time, aside from the fact that he wanted to send a snapshot of us to his friends every 10 minutes. He walked back to my apartment after the movie and kissed me goodnight. Before he walked away, he turned to me and asked if I believed in love, <laughs> if I believed in love at first sight. I immediately said, no, I really don't, which is true, and turned and walked into my building. I have not spoken to him since. Oh, I wonder what happened. I wonder how many texts. Oh, oh bleeding heart. Oh. Well, here's the thing. Here's what, I, before I say anything, because yeah. I'm going to get weird. And like, I don't want to shame men for just like feeling it and saying it like straight men, you know, like I want to be like, okay, I could easily veer into that territory. So like, you know what, if that's how he felt. I have a feeling he's maybe just like very thirsty for a relationship right now and just kind of kind of like wants to get into it a little too quickly. Mm-hmm. Now that that's said, I am just imagining in the world of heterosexual dating if a woman did this to a man. This is like every terrible stereotype of the desperate girl in like 90s rom-coms. Yeah. Like, like oh, I just rewatched How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. <laughs> I love that movie so much. <laughs> It was such a good movie to fall asleep to. It was like Netflix prompted to me and I was like, fuck yeah. Honestly, I like can't. that's probably my favorite rom-com of all time, I think. Really? Yeah. Other wow. than like, you know, the better, quote unquote, better ones. Like When Harry Met Sally is one of my favorite movies of all time. Right. But, but like saying that for your favorite rom-com is a little bit of a thing. Yeah. 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 But like, that's my favorite like rom-com, non prestige rom-com of all time for sure i i loved watching it because i was like oh my god sort of like what i used to like write when it would be like a, a thing for elite daily that's yeah. kind of like message people this on tinder or like i mean the premise in how to lose a, ten, a guy in 10 days is insane but like it also reminded me of um what we're doing sorry i just lost <laughs> oh totally no i was like oh we're doing an experiment and then if he finds out and this and that like we don't have the other side like it's not like date 13 was like also doing an experiment yeah yeah. But um I mean also Catherine like, Hahn. Dude, Catherine Hahn is so good in that movie, my Shiro. And also McConaughey is so hot in that movie. And I'm not so hot. a McConaughey. I, I don't like him in general. Like I'm not like I, I mean, I think he's a great actor and like a professional crazy person. But But if he could suck his own dick, he would. Oh, fully. And like I'm not super into him now, but like he's really hot in that movie. <laughs> he's really hot in that movie. But I brought up Catherine Hahn. Also always wonderful and hot because she is like that – the desperate friend who's always crying over the guy and gets too fast into it. And it totally. was like watching that, like it aged so badly. I'm stealing this from a podcast called The Rewatchables where they watch movies and they talk about what aged the worst. That mm. aged poorly. She did not. She actually looks great. She like looks the same age now. But like that whole like, oh, it's okay. You just got to like – it was just like, oh, no wonder I'm so effed about men. 
Like, no wonder. All, all these stereotypes. But basically, like, I'm just thinking this guy from this date was kind of like a that. Like, jumps right into it. And, like, I'm just the, like, um, like, I think there was a line in this email. Oh, something like, maybe he was just being open with me. I forget what you said. Like, the fact that she went there when a guy would be like, oh, shit. Like, totally. The yeah. levels I went to to play it cool, to not be this stereotype of, like, women want it so badly, even when I didn't want it so badly. Um, definitely, these are, like, next level. Like, it almost sounds, our listeners are very honest with us. It, the whole story sounds real, but it almost sounds, like, in, impossible or fake because, like, people still do this now. Like, maybe yeah. it's good if we're going back away from, like, all the chill vibes, like, hide our feelings. But yeah. I don't know. That was quite intense. Yes. I mean, I think it's <sighs> – it's so weird, right? Because you want to s- strike the right balance. And, like, it's always tricky. And I think that sometimes there's, like, yeah, it's like a, there, you have to. But I think part of it is that it's respectful, it's respectful to feel each other out to a certain degree. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to be squashing any, like, huge feelings. But you also, like, it's the same way when you're having a conversation, you kind of make eye contact with people and like try to take turns. It's like there's like a certain human interaction element of like, okay, like we're gonna do this in a like, Yes, you, yes. You're, you no, I'm totally I mean? on board. I'm nodding. <laughs> I don't know even how to express it. It's like it's respectful to at least get a gauge of where the other person is at. Just the same way you shouldn't go on a date and just, like, rattle off a ton of facts about yourself and, like, be like, isn't this cool? And you should ask questions back and forth. Do you know what I mean? Like, you should each be contributing in all of the decisions in anything dating or in anything, actually. Totally. And, like, look, if you go on – I don't know. If you spend, like, two magical weeks of bliss together and both people are, like, so feeling it and you just want to be like, I'm in love with you. Like, I'm not – I don't think it's always bad. But, like, Mm -hmm. I – Almost never think a second date. You should ask if someone believes in love at first sight. (laughs) Maybe I'm just not romantic. Well, especially because, okay, first of all, it sounds like another line from another cheesy 90s rom-com or early aughts. I don't remember when that was from. But it's like, it's so weird to say that after you've already asked about being a girlfriend. Like, do you believe in love and first? Like, the two together makes it even more egregious. Like, what would be the deal breaker for you? The Are you my girlfriend? Well, what would be the deal? Where would you, Liza? I'm looking back get, at get the out. actual text. I mean, I think for me, it's the, like, it's the asking to be the girlfriend. It's the calling the mother. It's the sending lots of Snapchats to the friends. To me, there seems to be something in that that says it's not about her and not about the two of them. And Mm -hmm. like that's kind of my point where I jump off board with this dude who seems like I'm sure he's a lovely human. But it it does seem to be a little bit like I want a girlfriend – I want to be able to tell my mom. I want to be able to tell my friends. And you are in front of me. Not like it seemed – well, that's not really true because obviously they had been texting. They had good texting chemistry. They had had good physical chemistry it seems like and like a good time together. Obviously all seems like a good thing. But the like immediate 
sharing with like your network of one good date is yeah i think speaks to something weird okay yeah it's actually very red flag yeah stay safe out there no just just i don't want to like diagnose anyone but this is weird the more I think about it the mom thing would where was it would be where I was out because I think later it's always sweet to know if someone's mom knows about you I always find that like very like I it makes me want to blush right now but I think like yeah that's no that's it's out if he has to call you yeah a, like he just had sex with you or hooked up with you sorry um or what, whatever like and the other yeah no and the other thing is like didn't he start by talking about how he all his girlfriends cheated on him yeah so if I'm an armchair it, armchair psychologist here, that's been a problem for him. He wants to like prove the opposite of that. It's kind of what we did talk with Carol Lowenthal about also. Like like he's like almost doing confirmation bias to himself because if this blows up in his face too, he'll be able to tell him that story again. Or if he like gets an ambiguous answer on whether they're dating or not and she hooks up with someone else, he'll be able to tell himself the cheating story again. Yeah. You know, like it's like that's a little bit much, but he should – like, it sounds like he's doing, again, I'm doing, saying all these things about a stranger. But it just, it sounds a little intense. And the Snapchat thing, at first I was like, maybe he's like, you know, I have friends who just broke up with someone and, like, then want to be posting on Instagram with guys a lot in, like, almost ambiguous ways. You know, and it's like, who is this guy that I'm with? Like, you know, I've done oh, it. Oh, yeah. No shade, but you're, I can see Liza on Skype rolling her eyes. Like, we've all seen it. I've done we've it all probably too. done it. I mean, well, you just got to be careful like, not to do it too many times in a row because it becomes obvious. But, like, again, yeah. that's a topic for another day. But I was thinking maybe it was something like that. And maybe one of this, these, like, cheatings is kind of recent. But he was, like, sending it to his friend group, it sounded like. Like, I, I it just doesn't sound like a snap, like, what is that about? Yeah. What, what? I mean, I Has think he been bullied all boils down to like, it doesn't seem like he was there present with you falling in mm-hmm. love. If you know what? Look, I had feelings of like on like in a very early hangout with Jeff when I when we like reconnected. Obviously, I have mentioned that we knew each other in college. I had early feelings of like, oh, my God, am I in love with you? Which sounds psychotic but like the connection Mm -hmm. was really intense and i knew something was there but i didn't fucking say it and i wasn't (laughs) you know like i think it's a thing where it's like and i wasn't not that i'm perfect i definitely left and was talking to you kimmy drunk and was like i don't know i was like really they feel like having a lot of feelings like i was (laughs) i was talking to people about it but it's the public sharing that's like I think speaks to something that's more about him and his insecurities, which like, yeah, Mm -hmm. we all have baggage. I don't, I mean, this guy, I don't know this guy and I don't know his baggage, but it seems like he's been through some shit and he's got some stuff to work out. But like, you don't need that baggage, girl. (laughs) Girl. And to spin this onto a positive note, the takeaway I think here is like, I don't know, because there's the stereotype, but there's also what I've done. Like, I have gotten attached after hooking, like, having sex. Again, I don't want to sit – I don't know what this hookup entailed. But let's say it was sex and a man got really attached. Like, it's the, – the silver lining here is, like, straight men, straight women, anyone, anyone, we're all different. Like, like women, there is some science behind how we get, you know, evolutionarily speaking – whoa, wow. Darwinism, like, how we might get attached. But it's just, like, for me, the one good takeaway is, like, hey, we all, like, can get – Attachment. It's all nonsensical. Or we're I mean, dealing with our baggage. Kimmy has literally stood outside of infinite bars with me 
Will I bum cigarettes from strangers at four in the morning? Don't smoke. It's bad for you. Well, I like cried and was like, but I'm in love with him. And this has been about like six different guys. So like, you mm-hmm. know, no shade if you have those feelings. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, so no shade. So yes, we just totally shaded the shit all over that guy. Um, well, it's about how you express them to the other person and like what's yes. respectful of the other person, I think. Yeah. Like if you were really in love with the other person, I think you'd hold on to that knowledge or like you wouldn't like, like be weirdly forcing them into like totally dating like a marriage, like a wedding next week. Like totally. this guy's going to propose in two weeks if you start dating. So. Yeah. Like <laughs> scary. Just be careful. Oy. Um, No. Okay. Thanks for writing in. Thank that you. was interesting. We are right. going Unamas? to read one more. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You want to do it? For sure. It is going to be. Hi, Kimmy and Liza. I'm writing this email after listening to episode 50. Congrats. I've been a longtime listener of the pod and have gotten several of my friends to start listening to. Thank you. Yay, thank you. Thank you you for being an advocate. Campaign. Campaign out there. Well, actually, do go vote. This will not come out in time for New York City elections, but voting is really important. Please vote. I know that's not our podcast, but I'm going to say that. Vote. But also, campaign for us as well, as the podcast your friends who are bored should start listening to. For sure. Okay. So now that I continue to annoy you all by telling you to promote us, um, but then you do it and it's great. In your 50th episode, you you said to send stories that are not necessarily first dates, so here's one of mine. Mine. A few months after I started listening to the pod, I decided to take your advice and go on some app dates. I went on a first date with a guy and even though there weren't fireworks, there was nothing really wrong with him, so I agreed to go on a second date when he asked. Good. Sure. Totally. Side note, my advice is to go on a second date as long as the first date wasn't terrible and there are no red flags. You never know. Our advice too. Fuck yeah. F yeah. Totally. Yes. Yes. Fast forward a few weeks and one of my friends was having a birthday party. I invited this guy to come with me to the party for what would be our fifth date. He comes with me to the party, is nervous about not knowing anyone, and has some drinks to calm his nerves. I'm getting drunk with my friends as well, so I don't notice that the guy is getting progressively drunker. Mm. It wasn't until we all headed to the bar after when I realized there was a problem. My date was being kicked out of the bar by the bouncer for being too drunk. I had no idea where the guy lived and I was nervous about putting him in an Uber by himself. I decided to get us an Uber back to my apartment where I would put him on my couch and go back out to meet my friends. Honestly, pausing. Literal angel sent from heaven here. Like, good person. Good person. Good person. Safety. You know, alcohol poisoning is real. Like, I've probably been this in this situation before you need someone to take care of you and also like she's known him for five days because i know we're always like safety first yeah but like you know this person at this time yeah okay back to the story and also we someone who's the- passed out drunk they are more of a danger to themselves than anyone yes else. like if yes, they're so drunk they can't walk and get it's like you know that's yeah getting kicked do. out of a bar unless you've done something exceedingly rude for just being drunk, plain, like, yeah, if that's not, usually like, you're, fighting, pretty, yeah. you're pretty gone. Totally. You're bye-bye. Another planet. Okay. We make it through the Uber ride. I like that. We make it through. <laughs> yeah, we've all been in those Uber rides where you're like, we might, we might not. <laughs> we might. And as we're walking from the car to my apartment, he proceeds to throw up all over the ground oh. in his shoes. Oh. Gross. We get upstairs and I put him in my bed instead of on the couch, figuring there's nothing left to throw up. I even leave a trash can next to him. Aww. Angel baby. Sent from heaven. I I go go back to the bar and meet up with my friends. An hour later, I head home, walk into my apartment, and see the guy passed out on my couch. I thought, weird, but at least my bed is free now. 
I go into my room and immediately the siren sounds from a horror movie start playing in my head. Oh my God. There is red vomit all over my bed, my comforter and my pillows. The guy must have thrown up all over my bed when I was gone and then moved himself to the couch and passed out again. I stripped my bed at three in the morning and put clean sheets on. At 6 a.m., the guy comes crawling in my bed asking what happened the night before. I was pissed. I told him and at least he felt appropriately bad. At brunch the next morning, I told all my friends because I thought it was a funny story. They all go, so you're never seeing him again, right? Wrong. We've been dating for five months now and are very happy. Good thing I'm a forgiving person. And in case anyone was wondering, I didn't make him buy me new sheets. I washed and bleached them and he looked good enough to me. There's my story. Go on a first date and a second. Aw, I really like that story for so many reasons. One, you're a good person. Two, you went on a second date and it worked out. Yep. Three. And three, like, like, this story could have ended, like, he just, it sounds like he got blacked out, really fucked up. Also, if he got, if it happened because he was nervous, too, that's kind of adorable that this happened. Yeah. Like, again, drinking is dangerous, drinking is scary, but a lot of us who drink have been there. Um, It's so embarrassing to do it with a date, but this is not a first date. It does, you know this person, it's not like he, like, maybe he's having this problem of red puke every weekend, you know? Um... Yeah, I hope you offered to buy you new sheets. That's my only complaint. But, <laughs> but like, um, this happens. Also just I've like, puked in other people's beds. I've puked in my own bed. I've puked in people's showers. Just, you know, puke happens to I'm everybody. Like, yeah, once you're hanging out and sleeping over with a person, other things can happen. Periods can happen. Like, totally. I'm just thinking up. of red. Oh, yeah. I've, like, perioded a couple people's beds. <laughs> And then it's just like, it's like life. I know this is a little bit more like life you could control more than your period, but like it, like I, I kind of want to know more, listener, you can follow up with just like how that translated. Cause it is such a good story and you have so many good details from it. And I actually, great writing because then it was like a flip at the end. We had a reveal. It was very fun. Totally. But I'm wondering like what the next date was like or like what he, cause it's like kind of adorable that he had no idea what happened. Oh my God. Yeah. Did he um, take you to brunch? Yeah, what did you Oh, no, you went to – oh, at brunch the next morning, I told my friends. So you went to brunch with your friends. He was probably sleeping it off. Okay. Yeah. Well, I hope – Again, and, like, if it didn't bother you and you took care of him and, like, I don't know, it's kind of a weird bonding experience. Totally. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just think it happens to everybody at some point on either side. Yeah. Where it's, like – Oh, well – Somebody's taking care of the other ones. I don't think you put it in our little thing, but I've gotten nosebleeds, too. My yeah. nose bled all in date 13's bed early on. Like, so embarrassing. Yeah. Not even out of my lady part. Like, my nose. No <laughs> drugs. I don't do drugs. Yeah. No, you get nosebleeds all the time. Yeah, I get nosebleeds all the time. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Just cringing at the, cringing at the thought. Anyway, that was fun. That's Keep sending one. stories in. Oh, my God. Never feel embarrassed and... We will never read your name unless you tell us to. So keep specifying that. I liked these ones we read today because they were, like, short enough to read. They were, like, stories we could get through. So, like, some of the longer ones, like, we just have to cut down. So that just takes a little longer. So we might read it sooner if it's uh, shorter. So even you can send in a story again if you feel like it didn't get read or we lost track of it and you want to make it a little shorter, whatever. Um, Because details are fun and we're just lazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, uh, as we – you know, slide into our year two of this podcast. Just again, want to say thank you guys all so much for the support and reiterate that like you guys are our favorite things about this and we love hearing from you. We love getting emails from you. We love getting messages from you. Uh, and Suggestions of guests from you. That's all totally. going to get more normal now that 
My summer quarter's over. Liza and I have a new schedule for recording. We have daters figuring it out. We're, we have one dater. We have my brother. But, you know, um, yeah, I don't know. Thank yeah, you so much. Totally. We wouldn't be here without you. Totally. And continue to join the secret Facebook group. It's really lovely in there and everyone's so fucking nice and so cool and it's lovely. So join that. And yeah, please do rate, subscribe, review. We are getting up in our numbers, but like every time we approach a guest or we, you know, have a potential opportunity, one of the first things they do is look at how many reviews you have on iTunes. So that's why it's so important. It helps us like keep producing content that's exciting so we can get guests that are bigger so that we can get people who have like more knowledge and expertise. It just makes them take us more seriously. Um, Yeah. And like, yeah, we're – we're so lucky to have such a dedicated, like, involved group. So I would suggest if you're, like, a loyal listener, you heard, you've heard us say this a million times but still haven't done it, no worries because I've been there a million times for other podcasts. But if you're listening to this, like, the day it comes out, if, like, a bunch of you at once go rate, subscribe, review, it bumps us in the charts. So that's also a thing. So if you all go do it right now, we're literally going to say, like, the end tagline. That's it. The episode's over. You made it. <laughs> um, we'll see you next week. We love you. But go do it. And we'll see if we bump into the charts. And As a first anniversary gift to us, please. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I want to talk about swag soon. But let's see. Let's let's set a goal and then talk, like put a swag out. Maybe a goal of rate, subscribe, reviews. And then we'll put a swag out. Like a make dating fun again swag or something. Like a bag or a hat or a shirt. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you guys are interested. If you're not, it's okay. Totally. Like we, we're going to try to like – not have it look like Make America Great Again, but like maybe riff on that. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to have fun. <laughs> uh, and yeah, come check us out next week while we de- when we debut our brand new dater, Kenny Foskett. Date number one all over again. Oh my God. Exciting. So Year two of the pod. Date dater number two. Date number one, number two. Oh my God. Shut up. Anyway. Just number two. Number two it all the <laughs> number way. Number two. Um, yeah, we love you guys. We love you and go on a go date. Go on a date. Don't number two on the date. <laughs> well, well yeah. you can in private, the privacy of a bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Do your thing. <laughs> Sorry. A big shout out to Anthony from Five Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F I V E O H M. Om. Um.